Spinster Life Podcast. Welcome to the Spinster Life Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Eva. And today we have a cinematic episode of the Spinster Life Podcast. This was a listener request. Was this something you had already planned to watch or had already watched? I No, I had not watched it. I had seen it because uh, when you Google Spinster, this movie is one of the first things that comes up. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess it does only make sense because, like, they had the budget to, you know, do the SEO and everything. So it showed up in Google. <laughs> For all those women who are Googling spinster out there. Right. There are dozens of us. There are, there are dozens. 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 Maybe a baker's dozen. <laughs> um, okay. So the movie is called Spinster. Yes. And it, it stars is. Chelsea Peretti, who some of you may know as Gina, Gina from Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Nine. But she's not on the show anymore. No, because she left because she was pregnant. Oh, Okay. And I don't know, just over it, I guess. Yeah. Like, she'd been on the show for a long time. A long time. I don't, like, they weren't really doing anything more with her, yeah. I think was part of it, too. Like, you don't want to get stuck or whatever. Right. And it's not like she needs to worry about, like, not getting other jobs. Like, right. she's well-liked, she's well-connected. Comedy is so incestuous. Like, she's got friends in low places, high places. I mean, oh. She's fine. So, yeah, I went into this, I didn't really read anything about it, so I went into watching the movie not knowing a lot about it. And I'm going to tell you what. It did not – it was not what I expected. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Why wasn't it what you expected? Because because of who Chelsea Peretti is and, like, the comedy that she's known for. Like, her character – like, Gina yeah. is acerbic. Yeah. She's a bitch. She'll tell you like it is. She'll read you. There's just going to be spoilers. This oh, episode yeah. is a whole spoiler. So if you haven't yeah. seen the movie and you – really want to be surprised by it stop i mean this stop isn't listening. a murder mystery i don't, it's not, I don't really think no, we're gonna it's really not the kind of movie where you can really ruin it because there isn't really a big overarching thing there's not there's a no twist plot. ending yeah there's no plot there's no <laughs> twist ending like yeah, no yeah no not at all i think like stepping back before we even get to that is like the casting of chelsea Pretty. this is after she's had a baby Maybe right. another. She's married to Jordan Peele of Get Out fame and Key and Peele fame and whatnot. I mean, she's a married lady with a baby. Yeah. And I I did read um, yeah. something from the filmmakers. And it was basically, and this is sort of fucking depressing, that she was just one of the only actresses kind of in that age range. Huh. Yeah. What does that even mean? Oh, because she plays a 39-year-old. Right. Which we can relate to. We can Amy totally and I relate to. Both 39. Yes. Yeah, it's that was kind of their that was sort of it. Like they called casting agents and were like, who do you have that's around this age? Hmm. And she was available and wanted to do it. And, and looks like a normal person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Right. Which I that does fit with the movie. Yeah. Let's describe the movie hmm. really quickly. So it is about a woman. We follow this character from when she turns 39 to when she turns 40. And over the course of this year, she comes to terms with not getting married. Along the way, there's some other characters that come in and yeah. change her life. And some things that go along with that, which is also, you know, yeah. oh, my eggs are rotting. Like, she has the kind of conversation, you know, with an older woman. Did you regret not having children? That sort of thing. So yeah. it's kind of those things that we've talked about. Like, okay, you're 39, and if you're someone who can potentially give birth, then you start thinking, uh, now or never? But should I? Do I want to? You know, even yeah. if you don't think you want to, I feel like it still comes up because you're like, but what if I'm wrong? You know, what if I regret this? Because it is such a huge decision that it's obviously one not to take lightly. Right. And especially when that choice is being biologically taken away from you at that moment in your life, then that comes up too. So here's a spoiler. I did not like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's Okay, because you know what? Everybody's got an opinion about it. Yeah. And uh, you're entitled to yours. Yeah. Well, and you had said it wasn't what you had expected. No, I it expected wasn't. it to be funny. Um, I also expected it to be funny. I would describe it as like a mumblecore movie. It was definitely like like mm -hmm. one of those comedies that isn't funny. Yeah. Like um, the Duplass brothers. It's like kind of in that vein to me. I mean, I only know Chelsea Party from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. With this kind of movie, you're... It just kind of implies chick flick, and you assume that it's going to be, like, a lady comedy. I thought it was just, yeah, like you said, I thought it was going to be funny. Yeah. And I thought, like, she was going to be mean. Yeah, she was kind of just, like, meh. She's kind of just, like, miserable in a way that, like, 
didn't even really give her character that much. You no. Know? Yeah. I mean, she was boring. I would not want to hang out with her. <laughs> I would not want to date her. They made some choices with the character in terms of her personality that were kind of surprising to me. I don't know what they were trying to say, but if you're trying to say, like, it's okay to be single and you can still live a fulfilling life. I mean, I I really don't know what they were trying to say. I think they did have this character go through an arc where she kind of finds herself and makes a life for herself. I I think it would have been easier for me to, like, get on board if she had been as a person, like, the character as a person, like, someone that I cared about at all or rooted for, which I don't because I don't want to, like, be friends with her. I'm like, well, of course you're single. You're miserable as hell. Like, as a... Her personality is just, like, mopey and... Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't think her character is written consistently either. Yeah. And, you know, the voiceover starts, and it's this story, this, like, story of true love, and you have to believe, and I found the locket. There's, like, this woman finds a locket on a beach, like, and then her husband appears, and then Chelsea Peretti's is listening to the story, and she's like, what's her character's name? Gabby? Yeah. She's like... Oh, that's fucking great. True love. It's not real. It's not a real thing. Did you know marriage was part of ownership? Yeah, and it's weird, too, because she's a baker or a pastry person or something. She's a caterer. She's a caterer. So she's literally supposed to be being professional and trying to get business. And then she's speaking like this, like, I'm assuming this is not the first woman she's run into if she's a caterer who is like, I'm in love and I'm getting married and this is the most important day of my life. Like, I'm sure she gets that every day, a couple times a day. day. Then they set up this expectation of this character to be someone who was really feisty and says what's on their mind. And then she just wasn't, though, occasionally, occasionally, but not consistently, like, so you know who this person is. Yeah, sometimes she's like... I'm acerbic. That's who I am. And then sometimes she's just like boring and likes knitting. Why don't they give I mean, knitting is a little too on the nose. For spinster, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so one, it's a little weird that that's her profession. And we're supposed to believe that she would talk to a customer that way. Like, it's just odd. Right. But then in like no other circumstance does she talk like that. Yeah. I can, I can think of one. There's one other time in the movie where she talks to someone like that. But yeah, in between... She's just kind of gray. Mm-hmm. She's just kind of gray. It's like not the way that you and I would write something where we would have the character say what they're thinking or they'd have a, an actual goal. Yeah. And not just a kind of goal. Like they'd have an actual goal and they'd state it and they'd and you would know more about how they're feeling. You never know how she's feeling, really. Yeah. I mean, I think I brought this up to you before. At first I was like, oh, I bet this is a writer-director situation where, like, the writer is actually the person who directed it because it really feels like they didn't get any feedback. (laughs) Nobody told them they needed to readjust. Someone's not being honest in that relationship. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I think with a little bit of tweaking, it could have actually been... If someone was honest with them, um, you know, there could have been something there. Although I would say I don't think this movie was intended to be a blockbuster. No, and no, and I don't even know. If, I don't even know if it had a theater run. It, it definitely has like festival film kind of I written read all where over it. Premiered at a at, at a, a Canadian film festival. Yeah, wasn't it like? I thought at first I thought it said Wichita, but it, it's. <laughs> Not Wichita. It's some yeah. random place that sounds like Wichita-ish in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. It was a Canadian film festival. It's, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, it's, it's a Canadian movie. And where did we watch Amazon, right? Um, yeah, it was on – you can watch this on Amazon if you're curious. Now yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's free. And it's also on uh, Vudu. On Vudu. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so they got distribution. Right. It's – I mean, right. It's in front of eyeballs. Yeah. Right. It's still, I think even when, like, you're just scanning through Amazon trying to find something, I think it it's, pops up it, still. It pops up still. Yeah, it's re- it's relatively recent. Yeah, right? 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's interesting, like, it's now 2021, so it did take them a little while to get, get some distribution. Yeah. Because I definitely didn't see anything about Well, it I definitely didn't start Googling Spinster until, like, this past year. That's all I do with my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So would you, much to my chagrin, would you just kind of walk us through the beats, you know, just just so we can kind of, instead of me just complaining about how I didn't like it, so I can be a little (laughs) more specific and not. Yeah. No, let's. 
let's sound go th- just as miserable as, as this character. Let's go through it so you can specifically say what you didn't like. I appreciate that. <laughs> Anytime. So as we were talking about previously, it opens uh, with this really sweet, romantic story, the saccharinely sweet story. And then we cut to Chelsea Peretti, Gabby, her Gabby character, and we yeah. find out her whole deal. Like, she's a caterer. She can be acerbic when she wants to. Yep. And it's her birthday. Her dad comes and he gives her a sweater. Right. The purple sweater. The purple sweater. And she makes some comment about, like, what his, her stepmother or something? Yeah. That's like her step- Yeah. It, it kind of hints at that she may have some issues with her father. Right. Maybe he doesn't know her very well. Maybe he doesn't put in the effort. No, kind of I don't. I think it's pretty on the nose. Like, she has some issues with her father. Yeah. So she then goes home because she has plans with her boyfriend. Or so she thinks. Because he is in the process of moving out of his own apartment. Yeah, she walks like in. Do. Or their apartment, right? Their, um, it, to me, it sounded like it was his apartment. And he was just going to leave because... He didn't. Well, she did say, I thought she said, where's all our furniture? Maybe it's where's all the furniture, but. Yeah, I think. I, oh, they'd only been dating for three months. So right. yes. Okay. Yeah. I think you're on to something. Right. But he's but, just bailing. But right. Either he's way. He's escape. Yes. He's just. He's running for the hills. It sounds like they've not had a conversation about this and he sucks. So he he's going to live with a woman named Sarah who likes board games and she kind of rips him apart for the board games thing, which I, I mean, I don't love board games. I'm just going to put it out there. I don't love them. And she kind of rips him a new one for it. And I know people who are into board games. Look, yeah, I don't get it. But she's also it. really into knitting and I don't really get that either. No. I mean, it just, you know, that that was kind of funny because I was like, yeah, I feel you on that one. But also that was another casting choice that I was like, hmm, because they have no chemistry, which no. is maybe, I guess, the point because she tries so hard to hold on. Like she gets real desperate real fast with him. Oh, yeah. And is like, please don't leave me, blah, blah, blah. But also it doesn't really come across emotional. No. Like she doesn't get upset. She's not crying. Like it just kind of sounds like she's saying words, but like there doesn't seem to be any emotion behind them. Yes. That is exactly how I would describe it. Like she is saying the things because she ha- she should, but she doesn't care. That doesn't really make sense to me because if she doesn't care, why would she just be saying these things? Like she's not saying it in a sarcastic way. She's saying it in a way that is like she's not being funny. She's not being like, oh, no, please don't leave no. me. Like she's it's not a comedic moment, you know, it's just the two of them. And she is being like desperately clingy for him yes. to not leave and then he says something where we learn that they've only been dating for three months yeah maybe it's just because it's like a different portrayal of desperation or clinginess than we're used to may i mean maybe i don't know if that w- that's an acting issue i mean generally or, she's very good right or a directing um, issue or it's or, a directing issue right. yeah or a, um or just a filming issue like because it was shot in like two weeks so they, there weren't a lot of chances to Crying do a second take. Crying takes too long. Crying takes too long. Jeez. I mean, and it's her birthday. It is her birthday. And he's leaving on her birthday. Right. And he's just bailing. Like, even if, yeah. you, even if your relationship isn't working out, that's still shitty. That's still super shitty. It is shitty, but then why isn't she more upset? Even if it's just, like, hurt feelings. Even if she doesn't want to stay with this guy. I, I don't. Agreed. I get the scene. Agreed. Yeah, it actually, and it kind of didn't fit with the rest of the movie. Yeah. You're like, oh, this could be like a, you know, what do you call it? Like like a kooky comedy yeah. at that point. But yeah. then it just never. There's no more kook. There's no more kook. <laughs> By the way, I didn't hate this movie. Yeah, I Amy just, did not hate I it. I didn't hate it. I don't hate it. And I think the only reason I didn't hate it is because I like Chelsea Pretty. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. Look, she hasn't had a nose job. No. And that no, makes hasn't. me like her so much more than if she had. I'm just being honest. No, I think it is refreshing to see someone who looks the way normal. They look. normal. <laughs> she looks she looks like a yeah, normal she doesn't, person. Right. She doesn't yes. have cheekbones made of steel. She just looks like a person you would pass on the street. Yes. And it is very refreshing. I like her. She's super talented. She's funny. I And I thought she was much more involved in this project than she actually was. I think oh, there's another okay. reason I thought it was going to be different. Yeah. I did like her line in that scene. I'm mouthy. I'm irritable. I need to work on my core strength. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's, that's, Amy, that's c- funny. Could you relate? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you not relate? I will say that I felt that there were, were a number of things with this character that I was like, I can see Amy relating to the character specifically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like, there were. That's probably why I liked it more than Maybe. You. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I like you. We hang out. I don't want to hang out with this character. I'm, I'm well. I don't knit anymore. You don't knit. I mean, it's not really about I'm, the knitting I'm, thing. <laughs> I'm slightly less miserable than I used to be. Maybe the difference is also that you. I feel like you live a bigger single life than this character does. You know, being single does not hold you back. You do what you want to do. You're an introvert who enjoys the introverting, the introverting. And I wasn't completely sure that she she didn't have a life that I was like, oh, yeah, like, why would you want to change that? I understand what you would be giving up potentially. Right. Yeah. Like I saw her empty apartment that she was sort of bummed about. And I was like, oh, it's so empty and nice. What's her job? Oh, yeah. She's a caterer. Yeah, she's a caterer. But she's like the head person right yeah i think she's she's a she's a small business owner chef person so she's supposed to love cooking i mean we do see a scene or two where it's clear that she has passion for that as much much, passion as as much passion as she ever someone who doesn't have any warm blood in their body (laughs) right okay so we we talked about the the why scene like why are we watching her now like she just had this breakup right when she turned 39 so i guess she has to get her life in order so she goes to her friend's house and her friend is, like, fucking constantly entertaining. There are always other people at her house. So she's having a, a clothing swap, I guess. Right. I did like that line, though, about the footprint, the environmental footprint of yeah, children. Yeah, something about, like, such little feet, such the- big footprints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. No. I wouldn't say that to any of my friends with kids. It's kind of a bitchy thing to say. Like, you make your choices. Like, what's... It's- it's kind of a bitter thing to say. The way she says it. Like, it's if you were talking to a group of child-free adults about mm-hmm. why you don't have children, yeah, that's an appropriate thing to say. Or if someone asked you and that was one of your considerations, right? you know, you potentially could say, and I've just thought about the environmental impact, what would the world be like in terms of environmental issues, global yeah. warming and whatever, when they're in their 20s and 30s and whatever. That is something people bring up, but that's different than, I don't know, the way she said it was a little serrated. Yes, it was. Mm. So then she starts to interact with the other mom party guests, who I don't even know were there, very frankly, <laughs> until they showed up. And this is this is where I think it gets pretty relatable, too, is that all of the people that are married or have children in this movie are, are always saying the things that people who are married or have children say. Like, you'll regret it if you don't have kids. Oh, you'll understand yeah. when you have kids. Right. Don't worry. You'll find someone. Mm-hmm. There's a lid for every pot. Like, <laughs> you know, I I know that they're trying to, like, be supportive and right. not downers, I guess, but that's usually delivered with without a, like, do you want kids? And then just taking you at your word for it instead of, like, oh, you'll change your mind later. Right. Because you clearly haven't thought about this, one of the biggest decisions that you'll ever face in your entire right. life. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I do think that's one of the things about child-free people is that yeah. they do think about it more than... Oh, I think they think about it more than people who do have children. Absolutely. It's like... Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like most people who have children, you know, my friends, my sister, other people, it was just kind of... One, it was kind of a given. And two, they just, at some point, they just did it. Right. At some point, they just said, well, I'm not going to use birth control and, you know, let's see what happens. happens. Exactly. And with child-free people, there's definitely none of that. Well, because you're challenged. I mean, look, we're 39. It's been a good 20 years that we've been challenged about when are you going to have kids? You want kids? How many kids do you want to have? Right. So it's literally something, at least for me, that I've thought about. I don't know how much. I would say at a very minimum, a couple times a month, every month for the past 20 years. I would agree. It's not like a constant thing nagging me in the back of my mind. But right. I do <laughs> I do like to read like parenting articles and stuff. Mm. I don't know if it's like so I can be thankful of like what I'm not getting into or just like like reading up. So like if one day I stumble upon a child and, right. and then and then I have a kid, like I know what to do. And I, you know, and also I look at my dog and how horrible he is. My dog is not trained. He does not listen to me. He does not come. He does not sit. He does not anything. He doesn't do anything. I look at that and I say, I would be a horrible parent because clearly this is, this is what would happen. (laughs) I I don't know about that because you got the dog to be a companion. You don't get a kid to be a companion. Some people do. It's true, they do. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, why do you want to hang out with a child? Again, see, this is it's very clear that I should not have children, right? Like, <laughs> because I'm like, why would you want a child as a companion? They want to play all the time. Um, 
I, I think that's a healthy attitude for a parent. Like, they're not there to entertain you. Yeah. You're just trying to, you know, further the species. I mean, it's funny. And not I do raise love, serial killers. Yeah. Like, I mean, I do love babies. I adore babies. I was a nanny for babies. And I love babies. But once they get to, like, walking. No, not even funny. walking. Like, five. Like, five to 14. I want nothing to do with them. Which other people enjoy the age when they're like, no, this kid has personality and wants yeah. to talk, you know? Yeah. I'm not. A, and I'm, I'm like, mm-mm. Yeah, no. I don't really love babies that much. Yeah, I like babies. I don't, like, want to be around them and take care of them. They're cute. Some of them are cute. Not I do all, like to Not take all of them are cute. Babies. Some of them are cute. Some of them are so ugly. Some of them are very ugly. Yeah. But, you know. I guess you still have to love your ugly baby. Humans are weird. What yeah. can you say? It's, it's um, oxytocin. It's uh, You're not even in control of it. It's yeah. just It's just a chemical reaction inside your brain. Yeah. I mean, one of my nephews, when he was born, he just looked like a giant cabbage patch kid because he just had this humongous round bowling ball head. <laughs> Another one had like a smushed head. His head kind of looked square. It, it, it's just very funny. They're cute. They were yeah. all cute, I will say. Well, their little yeah. heads aren't even solid. But just like they, they have like so a pudding weird. spot on the yeah. top like pudding spot a pudding spot oh is that like a midwestern thing <laughs> no i literally just made that up okay you know they're a little i fun. was like oh in the midwest do they call the soft spot the pudding spot that's adorable the fontanelle yeah no i've never heard anybody say that i'm sure the pudding it's spot. the pudding spot it's adorable <laughs> so cute i don't know amy you did say pudding spot maybe you were meant to be a mother <laughs> <laughs> Also, if you're a spinster and you have kids, like, you're awesome and and your kids are probably cool. Yeah. I've also heard that, like, you you don't have to like kids as a broad category. Yeah. Oh, I like kids. my nephews. Yeah. You will you will like your own kids. I have no nieces and I have four nephews. That is so many nephews. So many nephews. And two of them are identical twins. They're insane. And they're adorable and amazing. So, yeah, it is one of those things where you're like, well... <laughs> It's yeah. related to me, so it can't be that bad. Although I think that's one of the things that people say, childless people, right. is, oh, you're so good with kids. Okay, yeah. just because I can, like, chase around. <laughs> alive. A two- yeah, just because I can chase around a two-year-old for an hour does mm-hmm. not mean that I should have children. Yeah. Like, that's one hour versus, like, you know, whatever, two years of its life. Like, that is – those are not equivalent, and just because – I can treat a child not shittily doesn't mean that I should have them. I mean, with Gabby, she clearly likes children. I mean, her and her niece are tight. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, like, it, it is, I don't know, it is a kind of a weird thing where it's, like, one, you don't have to be shacked <laughs> up um, to have a kid, obviously. Like, it could be Spinster, the movie, and or Spinster 2, where Gabby goes to a sperm bank, you know? Right. Like, I mean, obviously, that's an option. And some wackiness with a turkey baster in two. <laughs> exactly. Um, I did like that they had the niece character. I thought that was, it was good. It warmed her up, meaning it warmed Gabby up a little as a character. Right. And it showed her actual personality. Yes. That um, was kind of when I felt like she was the most herself. Yeah. Because she's not going to be, like, miserable and rude to her niece. <laughs> she's just miserable and rude to everybody right. else. <laughs> um, and I do like that they cast a kid that wasn't, like, just precociously, perfectly adorable. It was an adorable. Abigail Breslin. Yeah. 10 year, 10 like, she was cute, ago. but, you know. Like Abigail Breslin 65 now? Is that how yep. old she is? Yep. I thought so. Yep, yep, yep. She's, she's real old now. <laughs> She's she's doing commercials for AARP. Yeah, exactly. I appreciated that. I mean, there is something about like the aunt or uncle relationship that is very, you know, you can get a lot out of that. You don't yeah. have to have kids. Like you can still have a kid in your life. Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to be always responsible for a child. Yeah. You and can, like save your siblings. Everyone has to your have that one aunt. Pulling right? her hair out. She's going to have a stroke because she's so stressed out. Like, yeah. Go and babysit. Or uncle. An uncle like that. The yeah. fun uncle or fun aunt. uncle. There is one thing I want to talk about with Gabby. Okay. It kind of loops back to like the desperate thing. So I, one of the first scenes that they have together, Gabby takes her niece rock climbing. She's next to a dude who is also like with a child and rock climbing. And she is looking like she's going to be a little bit negligent because she keeps staring at this dude who's just like, you know, he's like, whatever, he's okay. Yeah. 
But she does this a lot in the movie where, like, she just, she's just, like, staring at dudes who are just, like, mediocre. She joins that adult softball league. Right. And there's this, like, dude who's kind of gross, actually, and she's just, like, checking him out. Like, we never really get to know, like, what is her deal and why is she like this? What does she want? Right. Like, what does is, she want? Is she that thirsty that, like, literally does any dude will do? she just want sex? Does do? she want companionship? Right. Even, like, with her friends, she, they seem very different than she is. Right. She's got the married friend mm-hmm. with kids. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only friend we see her with. I wouldn't consider the spinster neighbor that lives above her or next to her. I wouldn't consider her a friend. Like, they any connect. Friends, yeah. They connect. They're building a friendship. But, like, that's not... Right. A friend yet. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's part of what bumped me is like, we don't really see, again, this idea that she has like a full life, that she has plenty of relationships in her life. You know, like, it's like, if we're trying to say spinsterhood does not mean loneliness, does not mean that you can't have a fulfilling life, a meaningful life, then why is she miserable and has no friends? Well, I mean, we kind of know why she's miserable and has no friends, because she acts miserable and has no friends. Yeah. I can't believe that she doesn't have any knitting friends. Yeah, they're tight. Knitting circles. Right. You all go to the same knitting store. You see each other all the time. We talk about skeins. <laughs> is You're, that how you say it? I don't know. Could be. I think it is. Could be. I mean, my mom has said it. It's Skeins? Is it Skeins? 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 The way you said it was, like, kind of less uh, grating on the ear. Yeah. But I am from New England, so we probably would say it that way. Yeah. Even you're, if it is skeins, we'd say skeins. Skeins. Ugh, are you knitting with acrylic? Ugh. But some people are allergic to wool, Amy. Okay, like, let's not discriminate. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry to the community of people who are allergic to wool. I do apologize. You <laughs> have the, the vegans. You have the right the vegans to wear, wear lovingly handcrafted garments, just like everyone else. Exactly. So basically, after she gets broken up with and talks to her friend, she's just kind of living her life. She gets it. She's hanging out with her niece. She gets a dog, which that was a pretty good moment, too. I was like, yeah, all right. Dog ladies. All yeah. right. And she got a senior dog, which I love. That's very nice. All I think the like they cast that dog because it had lower energy. So it just wasn't like so much. <laughs> I don't want the dog to like to uh, outshine the performer. Yeah. Well, so you can just kind of like, you know, put it in a place and it it'll just stay there. Hang. Yeah. And it just because it just wants to stay there. She tries to join an adult softball league and she fails miserably because she's checking some dude out and she doesn't even catch the ball. The one time the ball comes to her because she's in left field, right field. They put you there because you kind of suck. Yeah. I was that person. Me too. I always had to play. What did I play? I don't one, know. One of the outfields. I was usually, is the right? Is it? Is it like? Is it like theater? <laughs> this is why I'm so good at sports. It's the same thing with like theater. Like I don't know what stage left is and stage right is. I don't know what left field and right field is. I just am not good at left and right. I, I am not either. I'm the person who like holds up their their little yep. L's. Yep. <laughs> yep. One L, and then I still kind of get confused. A, yep. Same. I don't know that it helps me very much. Yeah. So she feels miserably. She does have a pretty funny meltdown. Physical comedy is her thing, too. They're finally using her. Yeah. The way they should. And I think that's just a, like, short shooting schedule kind of thing. It's it's hard to do a lot of takes to get that, you know, comedic timing right. Yeah. It's easier just to plunk someone in a scene and, like, kind of shoot around them. <laughs> just sit here and do nothing, and then we'll call it a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's neat. Great. Isn't that kind of what happened? Then she does go on a series of dates. There's a sequence where she's just sitting there with different drinks, talking to yeah. different dudes. And um, we've done that. It's, you know. Yeah. It's the... I, um, I thought that was pretty reflective. part-time job that is dating in your late 30s. Yeah. That's one of the actual funny things in the comedy. Yes, I am a 29-year-old Olympic long jumper from Sweden. I mean, you're not, she's not even trying at She's point. right. She's not even trying. But again, I'm unclear why she's doing this. You know? I mean... Look, nobody wants just, like, straight-up exposition, but, like, I don't know. Like, she doesn't have a heart-to-heart. This is, I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know. Right. Find my man or, you know. She is just, she's very ambivalent about it the whole time. Yeah. And I get that that's realistic, but I think that we both know enough about writing to know that um, when you're just watching it as entertainment, it's fucking boring. And it's it's unclear and then you don't care about the character because you don't you don't know what they want. You don't know what to root for for them. And in this movie, you don't know what to root for for her. 
Right. Everything that I rooted for her for, that (laughs) (laughs) that was a bad sentence. Mm -hmm. I do words good, I swear. Every reason for which you rooted for her. Good. I like that. Okay. Was more, it was something that like I... Like, yeah, that's that's right. You go and you get your restaurant. Like, you do the thing that you want to do. Right. You go get a dog because you wanted a dog. But not because, like, she wanted it and it, because I knew how important it was to her. Just because I was like, I can relate to that in my own life. Right. I did read something that said that the writer, I guess, had written a screenplay like 10 years ago. It kind of implied it had been about a decade since we, whoever that is, had heard from this this writer. I don't know if she just wasn't writing during that time or if she was writing a lot, but if you are writing a movie that is really a character movie, which is what this was supposed to be, yeah, you have to have that skill, you know? Like, you have to have developed that skill in terms of understanding. And, you know, when I'm talking to like editing clients all the time, you know, it's like, I understand why you wrote this, but you need to remember that your audience can't see inside your character's head the way you can. So the way you show what is inside the character's head is by putting them in situations where they have to make a choice. And we're seeing the process of them making a choice, right? And so she's not really doing that. No, no, and the only thing that could potentially be, you know, like this is the this is the goal of the movie, opening yeah. her own restaurant. Yeah. She says it real real casually. She's like, "Yeah, I don't know. I've always wanted to open a restaurant." And then she just kind of does it. Like there's no there's nothing really holding her back. Like her dad just gives her the money for it. He gives her. So at some point her dad says, "It looks like you're not getting married and I want to be fair to all my kids." So I, you know, I paid for all of their weddings, so I'm going to give you the money that I would have spent on a wedding and you can buy whatever you want. And mm-hmm. he gives her a check for $20,000 or $25,000 or something. And she looks at it and she's like, wedding where, where are they getting married? <laughs> no, she's like, I'm in the business, dad. I know that my sister's wedding costs like $40,000. And then he, but he just gives it to her. Dad sucks. I mean, he does and he doesn't. He does and he doesn't. Yeah. I but mean, he that's just another gives thing. it to her. There's no, yeah, that's like, there's no conflict. There's right. no stakes. Yeah. yeah. No, we don't. We she don't doesn't see have her. to work for it. There's, no. She doesn't have to change to no. get it. Yeah. She ever so slightly changes her mind from, like, really wanting to get married to, like, I guess being open to it. Like, because she's not. Yeah. She's, she never says, like, I am now a spinster. Right. The journey is now complete. She's just like, I'm happy with my life. So it's essentially, she's, when- sing- she's single for a year. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's single. She's thing. single for a year. She's been yeah. single for one fortieth of her life. I would have liked, even if they cheated it and just had some conversation where she's, you know, she's seeing a therapist or she goes to some support group or she's sitting down with a girlfriend who's maybe having marriage troubles and she's, you know, because that's the thing when you have girlfriends who are married and have kids, you know, it's a thing where you start to be like, oh, this is where the divide begins, right? Because yeah. then all they do is. I mean, it's like, all I do is talk about work, and all they do is talk about their children and their husband, right? So it is a kind of thing where that could have given them an opportunity to have a conversation about, like, well, what do you want? You know, like, why nobody posits that to her. Not really. I will say that that sent that what you just said, it segues into one of the other sequences. We've already kind of touched on it, where she drops by her friend's house, and it's just a gathering of married people. Right. And she's like, Oh, like you're having she a party. She wasn't invited. Yeah, she wasn't invited because yeah. she's single and it's a couple's party. That happens. Like, that happens. People just don't invite you to things because... They think you'll be uncomfortable. Right. Or, or it's they just, don't want to hear you or, complain or, about the bad dates you've been on. Right, or you'll make them uncomfortable. Right. So yeah, so she goes to her friend's house and they're kind of mid-dinner. So I guess they're a little bit tipsy. But uh, once they find out that she's not married, pretty much everyone starts grilling her. Everyone. <laughs> right. The Pretty woman much. was kind of weird. Like, I was surprised that woman was like, you're single. Did she say something like, that's ridiculous or something? Like She did. <laughs> she did. What? You're not married? That's ridiculous. What? She did. Yeah. I, yeah. Who are these people? I don't. I think Can you imagine if you are at a, a dinner and someone says, oh, Amy, you're single? And you're like, yeah. And then someone seated near you says like, <gasps> That's ridiculous. Right. Like, how are you even alive right now if you're not married? Yeah. I 
I don't know who these people are. I don't know either. But there is and one. And then her horrible husband. Yeah. Is oh, she that. married to the bad guy? The guy that's just like a total piece of shit? No, I don't think so. Because I okay. think even um, he's just there. his wife is just kind of sick of his shit. Oh, Surprise, um, surprise. Yeah, like, so he, and I think this happens to a lot of people, so it's kind of um, another rehash of, like, all of all of the reasons that you're kind of a bad person if you're not married and don't have kids. It's selfish not yeah, to that's have the, kids. Yeah, that's the big one. That's the big one. That is the big one, which I which don't- Which is hilarious because- It is hilarious. <laughs> because it is. Because I, because what, you, you want a little mini-me running around. Yeah. I'm not going to say that someone who has kids is more selfish, but I'm no. I am going to say that that argument goes both ways. In yes, in it, that's a round for round equal match. Right. No one. No one has the upper hand in that. If you aren't, if you're not interested in being a parent, and you're not going to be good at being a parent, it isn't selfish for you to not have kids. It's responsible for you to not have kids. Right. I can barely take care of myself. Like how oh, could I? How could I take care of someone who needs more than like the <laughs> bare minimum that I could, which is another reason I'm not having kids, because, you know, yeah. I can barely take care of myself. I don't know if this is my note or they said it, but like, so you're like automatically assumed to be an adult once you have kids. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. That's the marker of being a true adult. So like, if you yeah, want to be a, that, if you tell be that to Jamie DeParizio, who had a baby in eighth grade. <laughs> was that a girl from your school? Yeah, it was totally a girl from my school. <laughs> she had bleach blonde hair, like fucking... Dolly Parton or Tammy Faye Baker when she was in like ninth grade. I mean, right. There was a lot of teen pregnancy when we were. She was up. not a grown up. So much not teen a grown up. pregnancy. Right. Not grown ups. Her whole show is about it. And then this <laughs> asshole until you have a kid. What are you talking about? No. Yeah. No. There, that's that's there not are what makes you a grown up. Grown ass people who are adults, and there are more grown ass people who are not adults. Right. And that's just how it is. It doesn't doesn't have anything no. to do with if you have kids or not. Hundred percent. Do you decide things in your life thoughtfully, I think, goes to that issue. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to do this and not think it through. Right. How is that more of an adult process of decision making than someone who actually has thought about all of these factors? Right. A lot. Like, a lot. This isn't like a casual, like, one-off, like, journaling session that you come to these conclusions. No, it's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of thinking and examining yourself and being honest with yourself about what you're actually capable of. Yeah, this guy was a little too mustache twirly, maybe. He was also the only, not the only person, but like the person in the movie that had the most emotion and passion. Yeah. (laughs) So, because she really doesn't have any. Yeah. And like, she kind of... Like, she was saying stuff to him, but, yeah, not, at, like, not at the level that he was. And then she has a conversation after where she's like, yeah, I mean, I still don't know. It's just something I said to shut him up. Mm-hmm. Not like this is actually something I've thought about. And I mean, that's also like women being like, oh, I have a boyfriend. You know, it's just like, shut this asshole up and get him off my back. Yeah. And yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is just my note or they actually said it, but of course a white man knows best. Right. That could have been my note because I was just. It's just mere was a super white movie. It was a super white movie. Yeah, Canada though. Canada. Drake's from Canada. I'm just like I'm not that dumb, you guys. No, I did. I did notice that Canada is pretty white. I mean, I'm from Maine, like the whitest place on earth. Now it's it's really not. But people with more melanin, they kind of can't survive in Canada. Like the winters, they can't get enough vitamin D. And the Handmaid's Tale is lying to me because (laughs) the Canada in that show is very diverse. Yes. I, no, I think real. Actually, no, I think real Canada is very diverse. Yeah, I do too. So and there's a lot of indigenous people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't, I don't this, know why. This I don't know why it's so white. white. But it was, yeah, it was really, really. Well, white. I know they shot it in the director's hometown or the writer's hometown, mm. Halifax, I believe, Nova Scotia. Which, like, if you're talking like Atlantic seaboard islands then yeah it's a lot of white people they i guess are probably casting locals and whatnot that does lead into the scene that you wanted to talk about because there is a character from the opposite coast of canada yes so at the end of the movie gabby is like free and coming to her own and taking her dog on a hike and she 
has a meet cute with a lost hiker. Yes. And my first reaction was, oh, fuck, no, this is not happening. No, no, no. Oh, you no, thought they no. were going to go for it? Yeah. Ugh. I did. And I was like, if this goes there, I don't even, I'm, I'm going to be so mad. Yeah. Well, first, can you explain something to me? So he has two children. Is his wife dead? Is he not no. married? What's happening? They're divorced. Oh, they are divorced. He says that. I think so. Okay. Whatever he said made it seem pretty clear that they were divorced. Yeah. Because I know he says he has like an eight-year-old and maybe like a five-year-old or a six-year-old or something. Yeah. But anyway, she anyway. rescues a hiker. Yes. And she is very well prepared because that's just who she is, I guess. We don't really get to know that part of her. It seems like it seems like in the beginning of the movie that she's not. In the not. ten minutes before the end of the movie, we right. find out that she likes the outdoors and yes. she's a very prepared person. Yes. <laughs> so owns a lot of Patagonia. Yes. Which is fortunate because then she has layers to give to this hiker who was out just like hiking in jeans because that's what you do i guess it wasn't like a hard trail no i mean they're essentially it's not really a no, trail hike. it's just it's like, like right. walking it's around on the rocks and whatnot yeah but yeah they she st- has some personality in this she has sequence. some personality there you know there there there's some banter there's, a- there's some like physical banter also yeah yeah they had chemistry they did they Thank absolutely God. did yeah but yeah they didn't they didn't make it adorable they made it real, which I did yeah. appreciate because I was going to be real mad if it was just like, they got together and she's not a spinster But let anymore. me ask you this. He saved her from spinsterdom. The only reason that that does not progress is because he lives in British Columbia. So what are they actually saying? Because, again, they're giving her a choice that's not really a logical choice, meaning whether she was a spinster or not, or whether she had just gone through this whole year of her life kind of learning about herself and, like, becoming comfortable with the idea that, like, that doesn't have to be the driving factor in your life just because you happen to be 39 and all your friends are married and having kids. Why throw that in there? Why throw, oh, and he lives on the opposite coast? My guess, it did make some sense to me, like, even, like, writing story math mm-hmm. sense that so now we're showing that she's not desperate because a yeah. desperate person would be like okay all right we can yeah. make this work and we're gonna be fine. Get married. great yeah no this we can we can do this mm-hmm. and she's she's not gonna do that she's right. not gonna uproot her life she's not gonna make her life right. harder in any way right she is just gonna keep she's not gonna bend over backwards or he has children so you know and he's the dude and she's the woman so right um Right. She's well, not like going to start traveling all the time. And, yeah. Well, you know, and she's got a moving. restaurant right. and he's got a family. Like they right. they can't like just uproot their lives for each other. Right. And she's not going to. She doesn't gonna... just drop everything because, oh, there's a man. And I do appreciate that. I think that's part of the spinster allure is that you don't, you can just have these like little micro relationships. Mm. You know, she's like, we just, we had this one nice day together. I was did lovely. like that kind of, that's not a speech, but I. I liked what she had to say in that scene when they're standing next to his Jeep. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I did too. That she she do, she doesn't say, even if it's internal, you know, to herself, she doesn't say, oh, well, now this didn't matter, you know, or, oh, well, that was a waste. You know, she doesn't essentially write it off. No. She accepts it for what it is, you know, and she can still be happy that, like, she had this interaction, she had a good time with this person, et cetera, yeah. and that can be it. I did appreciate that. I did think that that sequence and especially that scene were done well. Shot well, directed well, acted well, written well. That almost could have, like, been its own movie. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of was like, it would have been interesting to see. Did you ever watch uh, the Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke movies, like the Before Sunset, Before Sunrise, all those? I have not seen those, no. But I get it. Yeah, it's just like they have- could have done that. They have, right. It's a little bit like that. Yeah. But then I guess it wouldn't be so much about being a spinster because right, right, right. she wouldn't have been spending so much time. I think we're just alone. going there because we were like, oh, this part of the movie was was interesting. Was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Almost enraging. But then yeah, it didn't it didn't go yeah. where I really hoped it wouldn't. And it didn't. And I guess Yeah, that- but it's like, oh, they finally did something that gave me some emotional response. Like because <laughs> right. I finally am invested in a certain outcome. Yeah. Because yeah. I think my response to a lot of the rest of it was kind of intellectual. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, that is the thing. Like, I recognize those things that people say to unmarried women. I recognize those things that people say to women without kids. Um, right. I get being a dog lady. Like, I get, I get all of these things. But also, I don't know who they're telling that to. Because who is the audience for this film, right? It's women. Right. 
probably mostly single women. Probably. Maybe, you know, not necessarily, but arguably majority, you know, single women, middle-aged women, white women. White. White. White women. It's very interesting. But uh, back back to the point. We keep getting off track because this movie was boring. <laughs> um, yeah. It was not. I think, look, it was called Spinster. I'm I'm there for it. And then I right. was disappointed with it. I so. mean, I, I think it, in, in some ways, it delivered on what it was promising. I guess not, because I didn't expect that going into it. I expected more more emotion, higher stakes. Look, I wasn't looking for, like, a Melissa McCarthy movie or, God forbid, a Rebel Wilson movie. No, but, but like... But I was, I thought it was just going to be smart and funny. Yeah. You know? And I, I don't know. It was just kind of... Yeah, and it was yeah. not a bad movie. I didn't hate watching it. It felt like soup to me. Like, it just kind of went down easy, but there's no substance to it. I mean, if you're hungry, you'll eat it, but... <laughs> but it's no one's first choice. I also choice. don't understand why people like soup. Um, but, yeah, it was just like, okay, fine. Do we know if the writer and the director are spinsters? I think they're both in relationships, but they have been single for extended periods of right. time. Um, the director has a short on YouTube mm-hmm. uh, based on a poem by an, another writer who is also single. It's called How to Be Alone. So it's an interest of hers that she's... Yeah, because she has you know, she has spent time, time being single. Right. And I wasn't, I wasn't quite clear if she was married. She definitely has like a partner and her partner has children. Yeah. But I wasn't uh, clear if she was single. And there is something, I don't know if it's uniquely American, but there is something... That seems odd about the idea, you know, the whole, like, women want to get married idea, you know, and people talk about it, but it is that kind of thing where, like, look, if I get married, fine. If I don't, fine. What I do want, right, is I want the right partner and the right relationship, like the relationship that I'm looking for with the qualities that I'm looking for, etc. you know, and especially for people who seem to get married very young, it's just like, they just want to get married. Right. And it's exciting because you're engaged and then you're getting married and then you're married. <laughs> right. And then that's it. And and then that's the only for person that, that you have sex with your whole life. So yeah, you don't even that. know if it's bad. Also, like, the shit I would have settled for in my 20s versus now. Even the shit I settled for a couple years ago versus now. Um, Very much same. Yeah. Like all of the I don't shit trust that, I put that up girl. No, no, no. She made bad decisions. She made bad but decisions. But some of them were based on, oh, but I, I should get married, right? Yep. Like I the but married, that's the that's the that's the right call. That's yep. what I should do. Yeah. Look, I appreciate that they approach the subject. Yeah. And I will definitely watch another Chelsea Peretti movie if she does another one. I would like her to I don't I'm assuming she writes I would like I, I, I would, would like to so. see something that she I writes. thought she wrote this. Oh, okay. Or directed. I thought, like I said, I yeah, you thought she was more involved, right? yeah. Especially because her like first. I mean, has she done other movies? I not that I know of. IMDb answer my. Life. I mean, I don't think she's starred in anything. I'm sure she's been in other things, but not as the main character or supporting character. Yeah, I will say that this movie does. I mean, it kind of resonates with us because. When we're watching it, I mean, if we'd watched it at the time that it came out, maybe not so much, but we are 39 and we're turning 40. Yeah. So it is an opportunity to reflect on all of this She was in a movie. It's called Friendsgiving. Um, that sounds like another single person movie. A dysfunctional comic, comical and chaotic Thanksgiving dinner. I mean, maybe I'll watch this. <laughs> Come on, Chelsea Peretti, write something. I feel, I feel like there's something... Yeah. You can give us. She got something to say. So let's rate this movie on a couple different fronts. Okay. Would you recommend this to someone? Who am I recommending it to? We'll do two recommends. Like, would you recommend this to someone who, like, just wanted to, like... I wouldn't broadly recommend this movie. (laughs) I feel like I would recommend it to um, female writers who are writing a feature as an example of how not to write a feature. (gasps) I thought you were going to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you fi- yeah. You figured right. Yeah, same. I don't know if I would. Yeah, out of all the other things that one could watch, if I would watch this, uh, let's rate it on its truthiness. Yeah, it's pretty truthy. It's pretty truthy. I thought it was pretty truthy, like a, like a six or seven out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Like it had it had all of the shit. It that was realistic. Say. Yeah, there was nothing that was ridiculous except for that woman saying that's ridiculous. <laughs> 
<laughs> but in general, yeah, it was within the the bounds of reality and like felt true, not just like right this happens, but like yeah, I can I can sympathize with you. Yeah, I think Chelsea Pretty might be the only reason to watch it, but you can see her in so many better things. Yeah, she she was not at fault. I find her faultless in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's not on so, her. So, um, not a glowing review of Mm-mm. the movie, but um, also not a complete pan, which is kind of what the movie was, because the kind of, the movie was a little bit ambivalent about yeah. what it was. So, I mean, also we're coming out of COVID. People just might be out of shit to watch. <laughs> they might be. That's true. <laughs> um, there is a cute dog in it. Yes, there's a real cute dog. There's some good scenery. Yeah. Hmm. Um. We're really reaching. We're really reaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, support women filmmakers. I mean, women can make bad movies too. It's, yeah. You know? And, it's not- and guess what? They might make another movie and it might be awesome. It so, might. This has, this has nothing to do with their talent. I'm no. not speaking to that. No. And I think you're right. I think there was that level of, of maybe they just didn't get a lot of feedback on this project and, and it just needed a little... There were not enough cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, they just need a little something more to make it work. Yep. Well, that's the first spinster movie review. Yeah. Let us know what we should take a look at next. Always open to suggestions. Did the person who recommended this, did they like the movie? I don't know. They were just interested in what we had to say about it. Yeah. That's fair. Speed round? Speed round of why aren't you married? Because we had a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. Okay. Amy, why aren't you married? Um... Uh, think quick. I think it's because marriage has been weaponized against me in the past. Mm, I want um, you to expand, but this is a speed round. It's a speed round. There are a lot of dudes who like would accuse me of wanting to get married. You know, like you, I... You bastard. I know. I know. Like I was plotting to take over the world. How um, dare you want to spend your entire life with them? <laughs> right? <laughs> which, what is wrong with you? Which, you know, in, in the moment it didn't make me... Um, dislike them as much as it should have but you know when something like that's been weaponized against you you mm-hmm. know you, you kind of like change your your stance on things like yeah yeah no you're right maybe 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 i shouldn't want to get married mm-hmm. that's speedy enough yeah i think so okay yeah. all right eva why aren't you married i'm gonna go with um consistency meaning i have yet to date a man who is consistent in terms of who he is when we start dating and who he is years later Mm -hmm. and i'm sure they would argue with me here but i feel like i'm pretty consistent i don't put on airs is that how you would say that like i don't really think you do either it's kind of like this is what it is i tell you at the top who i am you do what i'm about that yeah I feel like dudes don't do that. No. Some of them are really manipulative, and I don't understand how they have the time yeah. and energy for that. It's like, how how did I didn't know you were a complete sociopath who cared nothing about your fellow man until we'd been together for three years? I guess they're really good actors, so yeah. someone give those dudes an award. Ugh. A plus for narcissism. <laughs> Um, All right. Well, this has been a way too long episode of the Spinster Life podcast. Um, But if you want more, go to spinsterlife.com. You can find our blog. You can find some more information about the show. You can follow us on Instagram, Spinster Life Podcast. And we're also on YouTube now. So we're on YouTube. uh, We're doing a book club. Yeah. We got some stuff going on. So um, join the Spinster Life community. That's right. You don't even have to knit. No, please don't knit. Whatever, knit if you want to. I don't knit care. if you want knit to. Knit if you want to. I have a big head, so make the hat larger than <laughs> you're thinking. To. Uh, I do prefer natural fibers. <laughs> uh, guys, we live in LA. Okay, we can't help it. Um, <laughs> and there I go using is- guys, which people don't like. But I'm just going to continue to use it because to me it doesn't mean men it means all y'all it does it means all y'all all y'all all but y'all. and i from the the snowy north yes. and we can't say y'all well all y'all thanks for listening bye guys <laughs> <laughs> no really bye guys bye